0: What
1: are you calling a nice girl? Hello and welcome to another episode of Not So Nice Girl. I am your host and recovering nice girl, Natalie Volpicelli. And today is an extension of kind of the last two episodes. I kind of like this little series that I have going right now where we're talking about kind of living in your head and not actually taking the risk and taking the chance to kind of go out and live your life um starting with the topic of my dad who really was the opposite he, he was the one who just lived his life and then kind of leaning into this like Lulu girl trend that's happening and Um, these like parasocial relationships and kind of the meaning behind them. And now we're going to go into kind of another side of this living in a fantasy land. And I actually got my inspiration for this episode from (laughs) a Taylor Swift song. Guys, I swear I'm not always talking about Taylor Swift. It's just... Recently, I don't know, her lyrics have been have been hidden. So like I said, this podcast is for the lyrics girlies, the lyrics people but she released her vault track say don't go and I was listening to it this past weekend. I finally had kind of a weekend alone since my dad passed and I per my therapist's instructions, really just kind of spent it trying to process and allow myself to feel my emotions rather than hide it. Um, And I'll kind of discuss that in another episode, maybe when I've like, again, processed a bit more of my grief. But um, in that process, I say again, I really was just feeling kind of like a lot of emotions and a lot of um, memories flood when you're thinking of a loved one who's passed and a lot of reflection on your life happens as well. I think when you're dealing with grief, which is a really heavy thing. And I think that's why a lot of people struggle to work through grief because you're not just looking at your memories with them. You're kind of relaying your thoughts about yourself as well in your life. And it really makes you think, um, I know what you're thinking. You're like, what does that have to do with Taylor Swift? But So I was listening to the song, Say Don't Go. And the song is a vault track from her 1989 era. And it's basically this song where she's just holding out and waiting for a guy, I presume, allegedly (laughs) Harry Styles, to tell her not to leave. And she's just kind of like waiting for those words to come, hoping they're going to come, and they never do.
0: And that piece hit me so hard.
1: It reminds me of another female Pop Pot icon lyrics I'm realizing more and more how much I am like my dad because everything comes back to like a lyric or a line or a song or music in general but in Ariana Grande's song um in my head which is very apropos for this episode it starts off with this line from Doug Middlebrook is what my research shows me that has always stuck with me. Like this is really, really always stuck with me. This song actually, or this album actually came out kind of like right when I was on a break with my boyfriend. So this whole album is very special with me. Um, and it says, here's the thing, you're in love with a version of a person that you've created in your head that you are trying to, but cannot fix. The only person you can fix is yourself. I love you, this has gone on way too long. Enough is enough. I'm two blocks away, I'm coming over. Both of these songs, The Say Don't Go, the beginning of this song, In My Head, it's all about this version
0: of someone that they've created.
1: And if you don't relate to my last episode of, you know, like living in a daydream, living in a fantasy land, I think this is where I'll probably hit the most general audience because this is something that I think a lot of people do. But I think the nice girls, the people pleasers do this too often and hold on for too long.
0: As a people pleaser, you are more aware
1: of the people around you. That's just a fact. You spend your life for better, for worse, usually for worse, um, kind of tuning into Everyone around you, how they're reacting, how they're acting and in some ways this is this is great this is awesome because um, you are more tuned in to them as a person, things that they say, things that they're doing, you just become more aware um but it also obviously can be a detriment because it can you know be really debilitating if you're constantly <laughs> focusing on other people and their emotions um and i think myself especially going into kind of this psych like, world we make jokes that psych people are always analyzing you but i don't think that's really my Psychology background. I think that's more that's my people pleaser background. That's my mo. That's what I grew up feeling like I had to do was constantly read a situation and constantly um, check how people were responding to me and be very in tune with other people's emotions, wants, needs, desires, all of that stuff. And that has made me very good at paying attention to the little things and reading people. And I joke and my friends joke that like I have a really good intuition on people and my mom's the same way, but she's also a people pleaser. So Um, we're just kind of, we get a read on people really quickly because we're paying attention much more, um, for better or for worse. And that leads me into
0: a trap a lot of times.
1: As a people pleaser, as kind of this dreamer, I find myself seeing people and this can be very positive but it can also be very negative I find myself seeing people and seeing myself even or at least expecting of myself not actually seeing myself but romanticizing them a bit um and I use romanticizing but I think this affects me, honestly, most with friends, but seeing people for what I can tell their best selves will be seeing like five steps ahead, basically of if they really like were always acting with their best intention always acting with good
0: intentions, who they'd be. And
1: I think that's kind of a nice girl trap because we look to other people to act the way we would act. And that's not necessarily how a lot of people act. We look to people to be very giving. Um, It's always kind of this discussion in relationships of like, we give one hundred and ten percent into relationship, so we expect that other people will and then constantly pick up the slack if they aren't, because we're like, again, trying to see the best in them and making excuses for them. And I think in my life with kind of dating and then with friendships. Um, I hold on very tightly to these ideals and these ideas, like the lyrics say, in my head.
0: Where I swear
1: this time they're going to put me first. Or this time they're going
0: to, you know,
1: if it's a boy that I have a crush on, like this time they're going to come out and say that they have a crush on me um, and say it back. Or if it's a friend, you know, like this time they'll be there for me and they'll sh- show up with Cookies and have a movie night because they know I need it. Um, and I do this a lot.
0: And a lot of times I
1: get let down. I'm in that position of that Taylor Swift song where I'm sitting, I'm waiting, waiting waiting, say don't go, say don't go,
0: whatever it is. This time, text me first. They're gonna, like, trying to manifest these ideas in my head that just aren't going to happen because I was paying attention to the best
1: version of someone rather than seeing kind of the red flags that were always there and building someone up in my head to be so much greater and romanticized than they really were because I think to myself, if I just really hope and I keep giving them more shots and I keep projecting this idea, then they'll live up to it. And the sad part is, is that not everyone does and not everyone can. I mean that it's not even fair to expect someone to live up to this ideal romanticized version that you're creating it's it's not fair to you it's not fair to them because what's in your head isn't isn't real
0: it's not who the person is
1: you can't expect them to change and if they do change if they do you know change for the better because even if it is like
0: they, you know, worked on their mental health or they grew up a bit. You can't
1: force that on them because that won't be genuine, that won't be real. And no one can really be forced into changing. So it's kind of, you almost just set yourself up to fail if you keep setting up these scenarios, romanticizing these people, building these people up. You're setting yourself up to be let down or you're putting a lot of pressure on someone and they could resent you. They
0: could be frustrated
1: with you because they're never going to live up to this idea that you have in your head. Even if they say, "Don't go," like even if going back
0: to the um, to the Taylor Swift song, even if they say it, there still might be some other part of your idea
1: that they don't get right. And I think this is where a lot of my perfectionism and control.
0: And need to want to help other people gets me in trouble.
1: Again, going back to the kind of to the Ariana Grande lyrics, the you're in love with a version of a person that you create in your head, and you're trying to fix
0: them, but you, you can't fix them.
1: You can't force other people to change to fit a box that you created them in. That's not fair to them. That's not fair to you. That's not what you want. You don't want someone to fit this perfect little box that you created. That's not realistic of
0: a human. And the only way you can kind of move past that is to look inward so now we get to the really
1: hard part and that's looking inward that's looking at yourself and Knowing that you can only control your behavior. You can't control other people's behavior. You can only control your expectations. You can't always control the outcome. And how do you do that? With
0: romantic partners, with friends, I think a lot of it
1: is just recognizing how many times these situations come up where you think that they're going to do one thing that you really
0: want them to do, and they don't. And looking at
1: each of those times and really critically reviewing them to see, okay, was I asking them to do something that was like straight out of a rom-com that they would never do?
0: Or more likely, was I literally just
1: asking for the bare minimum? And what I've found is as a nice girl people pleaser, it's usually pretty bare minimum
0: stuff. It's usually pretty small things that I just, you do kind of expect people to do.
1: But maybe that person isn't ready to do that. Maybe that person isn't ready to give as much as you are expecting them. Maybe they just don't have it in them. Maybe right now they just need to be a little more focused on themselves and don't have the room to be that friend, that significant other, whatever it is.
0: And acknowledging that if that's the case, that it's okay to take a step back. And that's the really hard part because when you
1: build up and romanticize a friend a significant other whatever it is you almost feel like you invested time in them because you you did invest mental time in them and you keep giving them more chances and more chances and that extends time and we as humans um we could go into algorithmic perfect math equations of like one plus one equals two and this person does this, this, this and that means that they're a great friend and if they don't do X, then cut them out. But that's not how human brains work. There's always going to be emotion attached. There's always going to be variables that influence it and we turn to these things called heuristics to help us make our decisions. Such as, should I stay with this person? Should I keep being friends with this person? Or should I let them go? We often turn to heuristics. And in people pleasers, our heuristics are shortcuts are fundamentally flawed. So There's a couple of different types of heuristics. And again, these are kind of like mental shortcuts that your brain makes to help you problem solve and make decisions. And there's the availability heuristic. Um, You make decisions based on kind of how easy it is to bring something up to your mind quickly you can remember things there's familiarity heuristic where we generally just choose things that we're used to not necessarily new things because that is harder Um, and there's also an affect heuristic where your emotions are always influencing your
0: decisions. So if you
1: are more in like a positive mood or, you know, romanticizing something a lot, you're more likely to see a decision as being more beneficial and not as risky. And you don't see as many downsides to the decision so let's kind of break this down for people pleasers people pleasers and nice girls generally stick to the status quo they don't tend to take those risks so familiarity they'd rather keep investing time in this person especially if they you know think they can fix them then start fresh start new because that's scary so with friends
0: significant others they'd rather and are willing often to put in the extra work to potentially try to change someone try to teach them
1: rather than taking a step back. And I'm not even saying like completely letting people go, even just like literally taking a step back because
0: it feels like a safer option. There's this availability heuristic where when you think of a person
1: you can attach them to a lot of good memories and you think like oh we had so much fun doing this and that and this and that and you forget that you've realized well I could have had fun in that moment even if they weren't there I didn't have fun at that concert only because they were there maybe you did But that's a different scenario. Um, For a lot of people, they just want to link the two and link a person to a good memory when that person maybe really isn't responsible for that good memory. Like maybe it was you that was actually the life of the party and you were having a blast and they just were also there. But it's more available, it's easier, to link them to that memory so you, again, have this added feeling of investment. And of course, emotions always affecting decisions. That's really why humans can never run off algorithms because almost every single decision we make has emotion linked to it. And with people pleasers, the idea of letting go of someone as a friend, as a significant other, whatever it may be, really makes us uncomfortable and really makes us guilty because we feel like we're hurting someone. And then when you attach that we may have romanticized them or built them up to be this person that's way bigger than who they are and... this idea of like trying to fix someone letting them go and taking a step
0: back has so much more affect attached to it
1: now you're not just taking a step back and they're living you're living we're both living simultaneously in our different directions you truly feel like you've let them down because you wanted to fix them, wanted to help them, wanted to get them to be this ideal version that you built up and they didn't meet it. And you have to break ties because it's not healthy for you anymore and you genuinely believe that you're letting them down that you
0: should feel guilty because you couldn't you couldn't help them you couldn't fix them and what i need to emphasize and i cannot emphasize enough
1: is every people pleaser's mantra. I literally said this to my sister yesterday with like the clapping emojis. You are not responsible for other people's emotions. You're not responsible for other people's growth.
0: You're not responsible for other people. You're only responsible for you. You're trying and can't fix someone. And the
1: only person that you can fix is yourself. The only thing you have control over is your emotions and your trajectory and your growth and believing that you
0: can get this ideal scenario
1: and can kind of manipulate. I don't even want to use that word because there's no malintent in it. And manipulate has kind of that negative connotation, but you
0: can't control the
1: situation at hand if someone is making a, making bad decisions or if someone is prioritizing things that you don't think is going to serve them in the long run or maybe someone's you know going through it and they're taking out a lot of their mental health on you and you need to take a step back and in your head you're like well if I leave then you know who's going to help them get through their mental health journey the truth of the matter was
0: you were never really helping them a lot of times what people pleasers do is just
1: enable this continued behavior about in a relationship, if they have a lot to work on in their mental health and you keep, you know, holding out hope for these romanticized moments and often what you do and in Taylor Swift's song, she says like, I'm going to try to call your bluff or I'm going to fold. Most people pleasers do fold. Most people pleasers do wait, 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 wait,
0: wait for that
1: probably bare minimum ask that they're looking for from their friend or their significant other, and then when they don't follow through, they say, "Well, let me pick up
0: pick up the slack for you." And
1: then that sets up a complete feedback loop of them expecting you to, again, pick up that slack for them that they're not able to do and and don't want to do.
0: And for you, you then
1: just kind of continue to build and build and build because you think like, oh, well, maybe that was a good moment because some version of the fantasy that you had in your head happened
0: in some way the guy you like or the person you like asked you out but
1: you're discounting that you spent weeks and weeks and weeks making yourself available and not talking to any other guy or not even like focusing on yourself because you were trying to be available for them or around them
0: so that maybe one day they'll admit that they like you. Or with a friend, you keep giving them these opportunities to prove that they're a good friend
1: And eventually you kind of set your expectations so low for them that if they do anything, you're like, wow, that was really nice, that was very sweet of you. But when you actually look back, it was a bare minimum ask or bare minimum request of a friend and you changed your expectations
0: to make it seem like more. And you keep it in this
1: loop where the opportunity cost and the risk with losing them becomes more and more. And the time invested in them
0: makes you believe that Maybe they are better with
1: you and your life, y- you in their life. Maybe you are helping them. Maybe you are fixing them when you're really just enabling them to get away with more and more. And
0: now you're covering more and more
1: of their mistakes. And you're happy to do it because again, the risk of starting fresh and these heuristics that you're using and that emotion tied to this person. And there's more memories with this person. Builds and builds and builds and builds, but you're really just living in this kind of fantasy land. And when you take a step back and actually kind of, you could literally write down instances Or, you know, we all have our text receipts. Look back. How many times did you text them to hang out? And they either said no, or the only reason you hung out was because you texted them multiple times.
0: If you actually look at the
1: evidence, if you actually, you know, try to use, the algorithm, and take the emotion out of it, which is very hard for people pleaser because we love to use emotion to make decisions. You might find that this person
0: is a version that you created. This scenario is in your head. And you can only wait so long for that person to meet you there in that fantasy world. And I know as people pleasers,
1: we're willing to wait longer, especially kind of living in this fantasy land, Um, living in these daydreams. We're willing to wait longer. We're willing to hold on to these fantasy and dreams and emotion attached to these people. But we're hurting ourselves and we're hurting them by doing that. This brings me kind of all the way back to, and if you haven't listened to this episode, I highly recommend it. It's actually, it's one of my favorites that I've done about friends. And I talk about these five different types of friends. And one of them is the shooting stars. And these are your friends that like hit it off right away, you're really close with, and just as fast
0: as they came, they go. Um, And it's like an incredible intense friendship, like besties forever and then fades away. And I think,
1: Where this comes in and where these shooting stars in friendships happen most often, particularly with people pleasers, isn't exactly this moment where we put this friend on a pedestal. We see them as shooting stars, as stars in this guy and we think they're amazing and we think our friendship is amazing and romanticize it eightfold. And when it fades and when kind of that bubble pops where maybe it wasn't the friendship that you thought it was or a relationship, it can be in dating too, it hurts so much more it's so much harder to let go because what you've built up in your head is so great
0: and when it ends
1: it really feels like when you do see a shooting star and you're like whoa I saw one and then it goes away and you're like okay well now it's gone And now it's
0: just a black sky, no stars. What do I do now? And that's scary, but it doesn't mean that you should
1: stay where you are, doesn't mean that you should keep giving and giving to someone who isn't giving back or trying to live in these fantasy lands to bridge that gap between what's actually occurring in the reality you know last episode I kind of talked it more about like yourself and career and what you're doing but with these romanticizing of people you can bridge that gap with a person and you can keep romanticizing in your head these moments and eventually you kind of feel like you're bridging the gap when you're not. There's still not actually doing those things. They're still in your head.
0: And at some point, you do have to let go. Because I reiterate, you are not responsible for their emotions. You can see the best version of someone and that's great. That's really kind and nice
1: of you to do. But if they're not living up to it, if they're not owning it and taking the steps to get to that version,
0: that's not your responsibility to help them get there. You don't have to put in the work
1: to get them there. You are not responsible for anyone else's emotions, growth, life,
0: any of that. You are only responsible for your emotions, life, growth. That's it.
1: And if that means letting go of this romanticized, version of someone, this
0: romanticized moment, and so be it. Maybe and hopefully they'll come around, but you cannot keep hurting yourself waiting for that. And with that, I close. And
1: urge you guys to really reevaluate any relationship that you have and any person
0: that you might be romanticizing. And if you
1: aren't, good for you, because that's impressive. I know I do it all the time. And taking a step back is really scary and you want to rely on these shortcuts, these heuristics, but sometimes you do really just have to look at it
0: with the facts in front of you. For as research and data-loving as I am, sometimes I forget to do that. And when you start
1: skipping over red flags or facts that are right in front of your face, that's where you're going to get yourself in trouble.
0: So write down, journal, think,
1: whatever it is, of all these moments in the past with someone that you think you might be romanticizing and see how many of those maybe you bridged the gap or maybe you lowered your expectations to allow them to fit
0: in and to allow them to match you.
1: And let me know. Let me know how it goes of if there are so many situations where you are constantly folding, constantly... Picking up the other people person's slack. Cause I know there's so many people that I've done that for my in my life and it's never helped me and it's never helped them.
0: So with that,
1: I will close. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, have enjoyed kind of this, I guess, series that I've been doing. Um And please remember to follow, subscribe, rate and review. You can follow me on TikTok at not so nice girl pod or Instagram at not so nice girl pod.
0: And I'll talk to you guys later.